All righty. I just got a second burst of energy, which I'm really glad I did. <laughs> Hi, guys, and welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Jeannie Amapola, and happy Tuesday, since I <laughs> drop these every single Tuesday. You probably, if you're listening to the audio and not watching the YouTube, you're hearing a little chuckle in the background. <laughs> Who is it? Who is that? My name is Riley. It's Riley Sewell. Sewell? Yep, nailed it. Sewell, yeah, yeah. Um, y'all, I'm so stoked to have Riley back on the podcast. Riley came on season one, and last time we talked about identity. identity. Oh, I love how we say it differently. <laughs> Our accents. I in. said identity, and she said identity. A little bit of British. Say it again. Identity. I love it. <laughs> Okay, background, for those who don't know who Riley is, um, tell them who you are, Riley. So, I grew up all around the world. I was born in London, spent some time in America, traveled to over 25 countries by the time I was 15, and then I spent most of my life in New Zealand until I moved to LA, and then, Janine, I would love to know, how did we meet? Because it's a good story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, y'all know how, like, blind dates are a thing? Well, we literally had a blind friendship date. (laughs) I'm not even kidding you. We had a friend in common, and um, we there was this birthday party coming up, and I didn't know anyone going. And so our friend Sarah Herring was like, oh, you should go with my friend Riley. And I was like, I don't know who Riley is. And she's like, no, 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 like, you'll love her. So she uh, (laughs) sends me Riley's number. I text Riley and we're like, okay, let's go meet for dinner. And so we show up to the restaurant and I pull up and I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, I don't even know what Riley looks like. (laughs) We literally show up not even knowing anything. Like I never looked at her Instagram, anything. Mm -mm. So I call Riley and I'm like, what do you look like? And she's like, I'm the girl with the curly hair. And I'm like scanning the room, like curly hair, curly hair, bingo. And I'm like, you're Riley. And she's like, that's me. And we, we ended up, s- we sat at the cafe for like two hours oh talking gosh. about Jesus and boys. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we are going to get along. Yeah. She got like my whole life story. The first time we hung out, yep. I think same thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to like this girl a lot. And that was like over two years ago at this point. Uh-huh. And then we were the only two dedicated in our squad in L.A. that would get up early and go surfing. That would go surf. Yeah. girls. With Caden and Cole, like our two guy friends, like they were committed. No other girls would do it. So Riley was my little surf buddy in California. (laughs) Um, So we've been friends for over two years now. Um, Riley came to visit me in Dallas, which I'm so (laughs) excited about. And I was like, we have to get Riley on the podcast. Which, as a girl that grew up in New Zealand, I'm like, Texas, baby. Oh, she is a whole cultural shock. I was going to say, it's a culture shock for her. <laughs> she went to her first, like, Texas American-ish wedding. Guys, I learned how to line dance. I literally, we literally had all the guys teach her how and to two-step. And I like it. It was so <laughs> cute. I literally was grabbing all the guys. I was like, go show, go show Riley how to dance. Go show her. And they're like, okay, bet. And you were over there just spinning away. I was just away. spun around on the dance floor. And I'm like, I really like this. It was so cute. I'm so glad you had your first. A good first experience in Texas. I'll be back. Yeah. Oh, she'll be back, baby. <laughs> so yeah, Riley is just somebody that um, is one of my best friends. Someone that changed my life in California. Um, we just did life really well in California together, and so she's definitely someone that I miss a lot now being back in Texas. But it's so sweet that she came to visit me here, and um, 
we were at this coffee shop this mm-hmm. afternoon. So I was filming a podcast this morning with Connor. She went with her family. And then when once we came back, or when she came back, I was like, let's just go to a coffee shop and just sit and read and like pray and we journal and read the Bible. and Drink a coffee. Good iced coffee. Chilling. We went to White Rhino. If you guys live in Dallas, definitely check it out. It's my favorite it's coffee really shop. Cool. And so... We were sitting there and this girl comes up to me and she's like, oh my gosh, Janine, like I watch your videos, like, you know, love you. And her name was Natalie. So Natalie, if you're listening to this, hello. And I asked Natalie, I said, Natalie, she's 23 years old. I said, what is the biggest thing that you and your friends talk about the most? What is the biggest thing that you feel like you and your friends struggle with? Like, Mm -hmm. what is the thing that you think your age group needs to hear? And I kind of had a feeling she was going to say this and she literally said, I'm 23. All my friends are getting married. I'm single. Most of my friends and I are now single. We're struggling. Like, where is he? She's like, this season of singleness. And I was like, "Mm." I had a feeling. So Riley and I look at each other and we're like, we should talk about like the season of waiting. And how to wait well. How to wait well. How to not squander the time of waiting for literally whatever, whether that's singleness, whether that's waiting for a new job, waiting for the next season of life, waiting for, you know, Riley said, um, a A miracle. miracle. And so we were like, that's actually such a good idea. Mm. So thank you, Natalie, for giving us this topic idea. And I think Riley and I can speak a lot to this. And whether you're in a waiting season right now, I think waiting seasons are guaranteed in our life. And if we think about it, Joseph waited 13 years, Abraham waited 25 years, Moses waited 40 years, Jesus waited 30 years. And so if God is making you wait, you're in good company. That's so true. And Sarah waited like literally like decades for her kid. Yeah. Like decades. She was like 90 when she had her first son. Mm -hmm. And so Janine, I have a question for you. Oh gosh. We all have seasons of waiting. What is something that you have done that has helped you wait well? Oh, my God. Riley just put me on the spot. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, okay, so I think specifically for me, I've had, I would say, most of the seasons we've talked about, like the season waiting for a miracle, waiting for a prayer to come mm-hmm. to fruition, waiting for, you know, me to get this house or waiting for the Lord to speak to this. But I would say my current season is the season of singleness, which is why I was kind of chuckling because – She was like, I'm single and I'm 23 and I'm like, girlfriend, I'm 27. I'm still waiting. (laughs) But like, it doesn't, I know. I I was just like relating to her in the sense of like, I feel you. Um, But I would say uh, it does require a lot of prayer. Yeah. A lot of conversations with God, a lot of journal entries, sometimes some tears, sometimes Mm -hmm. just like, God, where are you? But still having to not let the enemy rob me of joy just because I don't have a certain something that will supposedly bring you joy and bring you more happiness when it may not. And so trying to remain present is very important, I think. Yeah. And processing the emotions with friends like Riley and my roommate Maddie has been really good of not doing the waiting season alone. Um, so I definitely say bringing community into whatever you're going through. Mm-hmm. And then also just, I think, being really raw and real with a y'all my listeners because I talked about this in my last episode and then be with the Lord because I think the Lord wants us to come to him with honest like Lord I am struggling I'm sad I'm whatever your feeling is and him being like hey let me tend to that yeah and the word for that in our Christian tradition is lamenting 
Mm. You know, lamenting is what you do when you sometimes feel like God is silent or your life is silent or your miracles are silent. And it's that process of going to God and being completely honest and vulnerable of being like, God, I feel like this. And like I I love saying is like, if you misname your emotion, you delay the healing. And what I mean by that is if you go to God and you're like, I'm fine. When really deep down you're like, I hate being single. Like go to God and be like, I feel sad. I feel grief. I feel like, because the feeling of singleness is often vicarious grief it's grieving something you can't see you're grieving mm. not being able to see your person and you're grieving seeing other people have their person and so for us we get what we feel in grief is that what we get the practice of it the feeling is grief but the practice of it is lament which is honesty to god when you feel like your prayers aren't answered mm. do y'all see why i brought her on the podcast <laughs> riley always comes with like the best like line, the best truth, the best bar that you're just like, dang, like. <laughs> the people are clapping for Riley. I literally love, I have these sound effects and they're like really funny. <laughs> Maybe we'll bust those out. But Riley is just, she just is full of truth and wisdom and she's so many spiritual gifts. Mm. Um, So that's, yeah, that's awesome. And I think, Probably also what kind of onset this emotion for both of us of like, dang, like I'm in this waiting period was the wet the wedding that we went to last night. Yeah, I look okay. There was this moment. Let's be honest, y'all. I was sitting there and Janine goes over and grabs my hand and I'm just crying. And I think maybe she thought I was crying because it was a beautiful wedding. It was. I was actually crying because I was like, I'm so single and I want this. Mm. And I had this moment of there seeing somebody living in their miracle, me not feeling like my miracle is being lived out right now. And I was like, I lamented. I said this prayer to God. I was like, God, I want that. I want a holy kingdom advancing marriage and I trust you in it, but I'm being honest about how I feel. And so that was just like a beautiful moment. And, 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 you know, I had Janine by my side to just grab my hand and be like, I got you, which is exactly what Janine was saying. It's so important to like lament and grieve in community. Yeah. And I love that again, that you can be honest. So like, if you are in the season where you're like, okay, God, I'm watching it happen for everybody else. Mm -hmm. When is it my turn? Like, that's okay to feel that. That's okay to go to God with your honest emotions and, and come with just like, okay, God, like here I am. Like, what do you want to do with it? Yeah. But like, what would you say, Riley, to someone that is is in that season? Like, how would you encourage them to not waste the waiting? Oh, that's so good. I think, I mean, that's exactly it. Do not waste the waiting. Important question is to ask yourself, who am I becoming in the waiting? Mm-hmm. Are you taking the waiting? And so like, we're think about the story of the talents in the Bible. Here's this master. He gives his servants different talents. And mostly the time the church explains this in terms of finances. But what if talents were like giftings, right? So God gives you these certain giftings and he, and then he leaves and you're waiting and you're waiting there with these giftings. Each and every single person that's listening to this right now has God ordained and giftings on your life. And so while you're waiting, you're waiting for your person, you're waiting for your job, you're waiting for your miracle. What are you doing with your talents? And so I think when we're in those waiting seasons, you know, in that story, people, there was one person that had one talent and he just buried it. Mm. The other two people used their talents and multiplied it. When you're in the waiting season, like let's say you're in a singleness season, you get so much spare time. You don't have babies. You might not even be dating. You You have to travel, do whatever you want. Exactly. So what are you doing with your talents and your talent and your time in the waiting season? And like, I always think about like when you're waiting, be like a, be like a waiter, serve. If you don't know what to do, 
Go serve. That's really Go volunteer. Go because you know what? Kevin's currency is serving. That's so It's me going to the homeless shelter and being like, hey, can I I volunteer my time with you right now? That's really good. And I also think something that is really important is, again, like I've talked about this before, but like – I think often a lot of us view the waiting period as just like, all right, I'm just going to sit here and be extremely passive. Yep. And then finally when I get the job, when I get the boy, when I get the blah, 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 then I'll be happy. Then I'll be complete. Then I'll be made. Then I'll finally mm. be my purpose and my calling. But it's like, but you're, again, you're wasting the waiting. What does God mm-hmm. want to teach you right now? Maybe God wants you to sit in that a little bit longer because you still have some pruning and refining to do. So, like, if you can look at the time and be like, all right, God, how can I best steward this time? We all get 24 hours in our day. Mm. What are you going to do with the 24 hours? How can I best steward this time to give glory back to God, to uh, give back to the kingdom, to serve the kingdom, to grow the kingdom, Mm -hmm. and to help others? Like, what can I do? Because if you're just sitting there passively sitting back, (laughs) like, you're allowing the enemy in some sense to move. Yeah, and this is, okay, I, I admire Janine for 10,000 reasons, but one of the reasons why is before we were talking about waiting, and she said, Janine, I would love you to share, but why do you feel like you're still single? Like, we're both single. This is her response to why she's single. I don't remember what I said. You said, because <laughs> then God can use my singleness to inspire other people. I was oh. like, oh my gosh. Girl is like here being like <laughs> patiently waiting, and yet she's like, God, how can you use my and somewhat suffering, my patience, my, mm. like, these feelings. She's like, okay, God, well, if I'm still single, then you obviously want me to go out and speak to people that are still single. She saw her waiting as a source of ministry. Wow. Thanks, Riley. <laughs> she just, like, spoke for me. But that's exactly, like, and I completely forgot I said that, to be honest. But the reason why I think Riley said that, and the reason why I said that as well is, like, after meeting Natalie at the coffee shop, it was like the Lord was like, that's why I have you wait. Yep. Like for her, someone like oh, Natalie, she's 23. She's in her season. She's four years younger than you. And you're still single. But like, mm. this is why I'm having you wait. Cause so you can still minister and help and inspire and give other girls encouragement and hope that like the waiting is worth it. Mm. And you're not wasting it if you use it well and steward it well. And so of course, am I like, where's my future spouse? I, sure. Like, obviously, I want to be married, but I'm not willing to settle and compromise because I'm, you know, like, lonely or sad or whatever. Like, I want to make sure that my waiting was used well so that even, like, when I meet the person, he's like, I can see you did singleness so freaking well. Because it matters. And and you can tell when someone did singleness well or not. Mm. So even if it was just for Natalie or even if it was – I mean, there's plenty of other girls that have reached out to me after my last podcast being like – Janine, I'm single too. Like, thank you so much for sharing that and being honest because I'm struggling with that as well. So, like, if that's something you're going through, like, I feel you. Um, but I'm not willing to just sit back and be like, all right, like, I'm just going to sit back and do nothing. Like, mm. you know, use your time still well. Like, give back, go to, go to church, hang out with friends, like, go on dates, like, whatever, you know, <laughs> travel. Yeah, and so if you're listening to this, use your waiting for ministry as well. So it's mm-hmm. not only about not wasting your ministry for yourself, but don't waste your ministry for those that you're around. Every person is a leader because a leader is somebody who has influence. You have an influence over your community and the way in which you act in this waiting season can influence and have a ripple effect throughout your community. You can wait so dang well that people are like, look at her, look at him go. 
And we challenge wow. you to become that. Become like waiting inspirations. Dang. And I love that Riley said, use your waiting for ministry. Yep. Because if you think about it, the call of a Christian obviously is to make disciples, but to be prepared because the Lord, like he can return at any point. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Jenny Allen about this and she was saying like, I basically live my life as if Jesus were coming back tomorrow. Oh. Like who do, who needs to know Jesus? What is my opportunity oh, today? And then that reminded me of a sermon that JP Jonathan Bacluda did about how to wait and he pinged and brought back up James 5, uh, 7. And I'm just going to read this, this little passage to y'all because it's very relevant to what we're saying right now. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruits of the earth. Be patient about it until it receives the early and late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble once against one another, brothers that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door as an example of suffering and patience. Brothers, Mm. take the prophet who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job and you have seen the purpose of the Lord on how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. There's so much you can unpack in that. Like that's like a whole sermon essentially, (laughs) but God is like, Hey, be patient. And Mm. when you're patient, Like, there might still be some suffering, but, like, I'm going to still bless you. I'm going to bless those that are steadfast, that don't give up, because that's the thing about being a Christian. Like, God didn't promise it would be easy. There wouldn't be trials and tribulations. Like, he told us there would be. But, again, it's like, how do we steward that? How do we handle that? Like, what do we do Mm. when we're being trialed and tempted and whatever? You know what I mean? So God's going to honor that when we're steadfast. And patience, just just to even add a little bit, patience is not the ability to wait. It's the ability to wait with a good attitude. Oh, that's really good. Because I could be like, all right, I'm going to just wait around but have a really bad attitude about it. Yeah. That's not being very patient. Patient people that you know of, like think of a patient person you know of, they're very calm in the waiting because yeah. they trust God in the waiting. And to even add on to that, Isaiah 30, 18, the last part of it says, those who wait on the Lord are the lucky ones. Wow. Because in the waiting, you get the opportunity to search God and find God and like run to God. Like, I always say, like, loneliness is a heart cry to be with God. And so, like, when we're in this, like, waiting season, and if it is a partner, you might be feeling lonely. But that loneliness is literally your heart being like, oh, the only thing that can satisfy me is God. Which I loved at the wedding yesterday when she was like, you don't complete me. She, she said in her vows. I was like, yes, queen. <laughs> she was like, you don't complete me, and I don't actually need you. I don't need but you, I yeah. choose to walk with you to advance the kingdom. Right. And I was like, I love that way of seeing it that was really good and even in here it says like do not grumble Mm. like even when we're in the waiting season I'm sure we could be like oh god like this is so hard like I'm Mm. tired like I'm I'm sick of waiting like where is he when's the job when's this when like blah 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 and again those feelings are like valid but you have to cling to the truth when you're in those seasons of like, okay, God, like you don't break a promise. Like, you know, the mm-hmm. desires of my heart, I'm going to choose to still say like, you are a good God, regardless yeah. of whether you answer this prayer or not. And I think Riley brought this point up earlier, which I really liked. Um, she said this before we filmed that our generation is so quick to want everything right now. Yeah. Instant gratification. And I heard a prof- uh, pastor once say that if you solve a way to decrease people's waiting time, you'll become a millionaire. 
And it's like, think of it, Uber was like a quicker process of having to call somebody, you just tap an app. And so we live in this world that's like, if you shorten waiting, then you'll become wealthy. But for us, God, I think of it the opposite. Sometimes if you're waiting a really long time for something, that's not a bad sign. That's actually quite a good sign. Because think about it. How long does it take to make an In-N-Out burger? Like five minutes. Yeah. But how long does it take to make a two-star Michelin chef uh, meal? Hours sometimes. Yep, that's but a the, good point. But the, the, the length in which you're waiting for is often God preparing something really beautiful for you. God's like the chef, and he's back there using the best ingredients that he knows you want, whether it's a job, whether it's a baby, whether it's a person. And he's like, I'm wait, you're waiting because I'm making something really good, perfectly designed for you. That's really, really, really good. Riley is amazing at analogies and like <laughs> always has like something that just like is really like simple, but it makes so much sense. You're like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> like that makes sense. <laughs> and sometimes like there's that saying that's like the best things take time. Mm. Like imagine like right now, like God is taking time to really prep that person for us. He's taking time to really make sure, okay, he's ready for you when when the time is right. Like when I say the time is right, because Sometimes I feel like if we rush things because we just want it, we end up ruining the very thing that we thought we wanted. Mm. And so I think allowing God's timing to be the best timing is is hard, but it's worth it. And then you're like, well, how do I know if it's God's timing? Like, I, I, it'll be blessed. Doors yeah. will be open. Other people will peace. see it. I was going to say you'll have peace, and it'll just be covered. And you'll be like, okay, that just makes sense. It's like trying to take a cake out of the oven when it hasn't fully cooked. Ooh. We're like, God, I, you really want that cake. And that desire for that cake is a really good thing. The desire for whatever you're waiting for is a really good thing. But if you act upon it too quickly, the thing isn't going to be cooked. Mm-hmm. And I think something that just to remember that one of the fruits of the spirit is patience. Yeah. And so if we're going to be Christians and in John, it says that we know we know God's disciples by their fruit, and the fruit of the Spirit are um, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Patience is one of those fruits of the Spirit that um, we, we should try to embody and to live out, and that will call us higher, but also set us apart a little bit more from others that are yeah. just rushing in, like, I need this now, you know? And I just also, just to add one little thing as like a little side note, is I was, as I was thinking and praying for you to every person who's listening to this right now, I, God reminded me of something that happened when I was younger. So we were leaving school and I lived on a farm in New Zealand and my, we're, we've, we've left, we've left our home and we're driving to school and we're about 20 minutes into the journey and my dad realizes he forgot his wallet. And so we're like, oh, really? But he really needed it. So we had to turn around and go back. And we had to wait in the car until he got his wallet. And then we get back on the motorway, highway. Motorway. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> wait for the cows to cross the road. No, we not that day, but most days. So um, and then we get on the motorway. And there's a huge 15-car crash that had happened 10 minutes earlier. And chances are we could have been in that crash. And when I'm sitting there, like, watching us drive past, and it was like a horrible crash, I thought about it. Waiting is often protection. Oh, that's good. Waiting is often God making, holding you because there's some unseen danger that you can't see. 
Riley, that's really freaking good. And I just think there's somebody that's listening to this right now that is getting really frustrated with the waiting. I want to tell you that waiting is God's protection. You cannot see what is around the corner, the crap, potential crash that is around the corner that God is trying to protect you from. Wow. That is amazing. I think that's such a good point to add is that, yeah, you don't know what, what God is doing in the season of waiting. Like you will. And he will show you eventually, but that's why you have to just be like, Lord, I'm going to take on this faith mm-hmm. and just trust that you know what you're doing better than I do. And that is such a good point because you don't know what God, by him, quote unquote, withholding from you, mm-hmm. what, like, what is he trying to protect you from? But it says that, that God does not withhold anything from those that he loves, right? And isn't that, is it this verse right here? Um, and we know that for those who God loves, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that nah, blah, 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 blah. Okay, you get the point. But like he loves us. And so he makes everything work good for mm-hmm. our good. But that takes you having to kind of sit back again, not necessarily being passive, but just being like, all right, God taking my hands off the reins. I'm going to trust you that you know what you're doing better than I do. Mm, That's so good, guys. I wish you could see right now. Janine's Bible, I'm like, homegirl reads her word. This is a new Bible. So I'm (laughs) trying to like like, remark it. notes all over it. And there's like so much highlighted. I'm like, that is a good sign. That's Bible (laughs) goals right there. Oh (laughs) my God, Riley's my iPhone. (laughs) You should, guys, you should see when I take a photo of Janine. I'm like, yes, queen. She always (laughs) does. She's like, yes, queen. I'm like, I get like (laughs) blushful. I'm like, stop, Riley. Which is literally Jesus. You're sitting there and Jesus is like, yes, queen. Yes, king you're sitting there waiting God's like look at you go yeah (laughs) I love that I love that so I guess to kind of sum this up y'all like waiting is hard but if you change your perspective the waiting season is worth it and I think when you look back you'll look back and you'll be like oh wow I'm really glad I did that well I'm really glad I waited and I didn't settle I didn't rush I didn't put it in my own hands or my own timing if you wait well, like, I really think God blesses that. Like he said, you being steadfast, he blesses that. Mm, so good. Pop <laughs> off. <laughs> Anything else you want to add? No, I just, just want to add is be aware of who you become in the waiting. Whether you take that waiting and you might just do nothing or you take that waiting and you serve. Because remember, serving is heaven's currency. Become incredible and amazing as you wait. And God is a good God. Your promises will come to pass. God does not break his promises. The things that you have in your heart, the desires you have in your heart will come to pass because the desires were first put in there from God. So in this season, run to him and you will see your miracles all around you. That's so good. And I think, yeah, if you just keep your eyes fixed on him, then the other things to the left or the right, they become less attractive. Oh, that's so good, Janine. Like when your eyes are just set on him, like, God, I want to do whatever you want. I love you. I, I want to know you. I want to please you. I want to make you the Lord of my life. Then like the other little petty things, what are, I mean, maybe you're not going through something that's petty, but the other things, they kind of start becoming like a little less attractive or a yeah. little less weighty because you're like, I just want to, I just want to sit at his feet. I want to worship him. I want to know him. I want to love him. That those other things just kind of start to fall away. Mm -hmm. But maybe you're waiting for something really big. 
Maybe you're waiting for a miracle. Maybe you're praying God, like heal my mom or heal my dad. Or, you know, I have a sickness. Like, why won't you heal me, God? Why won't you, you know? And just, I I would say, don't, don't let your hearts be hardened by the situation because that's what the enemy wants is he wants your hearts to be hardened for you to question, is God really good? He didn't answer your prayer. He's making you wait too long. You know, this is just exasperating because you've been waiting for two years, three years, four years, five years. He's not listening to you. So just stop praying. Stop asking because he doesn't really care. And that's what the enemy is going to try to do is try to trick you and and try to tell you this lie that's going to trick. It's going to change the way and alter the way that you see God. And most of the things that happen to us, the most of the things the lies we believe are because we see God in a wrong way. So there's this saying that I heard. I'm trying to think of what it was. But like the way we see God is how we will like live out our lives. Mm. Like if you see God as like, he's not a good God. He's holding back from me. He's withholding. He's blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, all right, whatever. Screw it. I'm just going to go do this on my own. I don't need you anyway. He's not a good God. He doesn't even care. And like, you'll just start throwing God the wayward side. And then you stop trusting him. You start believing him. You stop asking him. You stop seeking him. And that's like what the enemy wants you to do. Yeah. The most important question you can ask yourself is who do you believe God to be? Yeah. I think everything stems from that. Yeah. So continue to fight that you believe God is a good God, even in the waiting, even in the unseen, because faith is believing in something that is unseen. And you are a person of faith. Mm, I love that. Well, I think that was it. (laughs) I hope we covered everything. Um, If you're in a season of waiting, we feel you. (laughs) You're not alone, but don't squander your time. Use it well. Use it wisely. Give back, serve, love, like run to your master, run to your father Um, and use this time well, because each season it's meant to teach us something. Each season is meant for a purpose and for a reason. And you have the choice to choose. Am I going to let it make me better? Am I going to let this season, you know, teach me something and grow me and refine me? Or am I just going to sit here and be passive? And again, just being passive is where the enemy can start to come in. And so, you know, the Bible says be hot or cold, but don't be lukewarm. Um, and so just, just know you're not alone, but God wants to use this season for something. Amen. If you let it. Should we pray for people? I was literally going to say that, actually. Yeah. I like that idea. Lead us I'll, in prayer. I'll, I'll, I'll pray, I'll stop, and then you finish. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Team prayer. Well, Jesus, Lord, we thank you that you are a God that has every season set out for us, and you are a God that will give us everything we need in that season. Even when it doesn't feel like we have enough, God, you are always more than enough. And so, Jesus, I pray for the person that is listening to this right now, God, I pray for strength to wait, for peace to wait, for patience to wait. And God, I pray that as they are waiting, that their eyes are solely fixed on you. And Jesus, for that person that's frustrated in the waiting, I pray that they would have the revelation that their waiting is protection from unseen danger. Mm -hmm. That God, you are so good. And I pray for the person who doesn't think that you are good. Lord, I pray that you would radically show them how incredible you are. Wow. Lord, I just want to pray for um, the person out there that's like, God, where are you? Like, I have heard nothing from you. Like, I am so hurt. I'm so broken. Like, and you just left me. Like, why would you do that? I just want to pray for that person that's heart has been so beaten and bruised. 
And I just want to remind that person that, like, God, like, you have not left that person. You've saw every tear, every prayer, every journal entry, every cry session in their car, every doubt, every question, every, like, just, God, where are you? But he's just like, my child, I'm right here. I've never left you. I've never forsaken you. I'm teaching you something right now. But I've not left you, and I have a purpose for this pain. And so I just want to pray over that person that they would just trust God, that God would give them a new refreshment of what his love looks like, a new refreshment to wait well, um, and just to build them up that they have now a new faith and a new courage, and a new boldness, and a new pep in their step, where we're like, I got this. I'm getting back on the horse. I can do this again. All right, I got this. I got this, God. But that they would not cease to pray. That The Bible always says, don't cease in prayer, but they would just continue to pray, to continue to seek you. And just, um, Lord, let them know that you see them, that you hear them, that they're not alone, and that you're moving and you're working. Just like the song says, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working, and he is. And we just love you so much, Jesus, and in your name, amen. Yay! What? Are you tearing up? Yeah, I was almost crying. I was kind of getting a little teary-eyed as well. <laughs> I was like, that, that be the Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Well, please let me know. Or, or us know if this podcast helped you, if you're in a waiting season as well, what your situation is. Maybe we can pray for each other on the comments and just, I believe there's power in our words. So even just speaking that out, commenting that, writing that out, releasing that and declaring truth over it mm-hmm. and just putting it out there to be like, God, like, here's my prayer. He hears that. He sees that. So comment that down below. Um, we love you. We hope this helped you guys out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, thanks for Ellie for doing this with me. So fun. If you guys want to check out Riley's Instagram, it is down below. Riley with courage. Riley with courage. Check her out down <laughs> below. And I love y'all so much. Thank you for tuning in every single Tuesday. It is a blessing doing this podcast. Like nothing brings me more joy than like this podcast. Because <laughs> I just get to talk about the gospel. Like Jesus, like he's so good. But Jay, let's be honest. This is like every conversation you have with people. It just happens to be recorded. This girl, I, I don't pay her to say this. I really don't. <laughs> I did not the truth. Pay her. Oh, <laughs> it's an honor it's so to do sweet. life with you. And I'm like, yo, if only people knew that you're the real deal. Guys, gosh. she she ain't just out here preaching it. She's also out here living it. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Well, I love you guys. Stay happy and healthy, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>